today's topic is higher level stuff. The reason why I wanted to do this is because I thought that we are coming to the end of the podcast. I want to leave you Xiao Mouse with a really, really powerful tool and to kind of bring it home because we're only three episodes. So I was like, what can we do that is like meaty, solid stuff we can leave you with and you can use the tool In and empower yourself. In case we don't come back, is it? Yeah, that's it. Like, <laughs> give them a goodbye gift. Okay. So this one will be the final master class, I feel. It's going to be complex and complicated, some of the concepts that I'll be sharing. Mm-hmm. So if you are a brand new listener, this might not be the best episode for you to tune in because our concepts have been stacking. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you are her kind of like a seasoned Xiao Mao, mm. you will enjoy mm. this episode because we are going deeper. So today we're talking about uh, emotional trauma, yes. fragmentation and, and integration. How are you ready? Not ready. Hey, how come God- I sound screechy today? Uh? Too loud. Uh? Is it too loud? Do we want to adjust a bit? No, I think we are fine. Oh, you no, adjust I, the sound for your, of your sound headphones. too loud. Lai, jia liang, in jiu jia bang sai. You know, people always say like, lai, 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 come lai. on. Uh, lai. Then I always say, lai, jia liang. You know, lai is pear. Oh. Lai, jia liang, right? Very cooling, right? Yes. In jiu is banana, jia bang sai. It's shit. No, no. Kinchio le jia liao le e bang sai. It's remove your bowels. Oh, lai. Lai. It's not the banana eat the shit, nah. It's you eat the banana already, then you can shit. And what's the point of this? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? Because we had a long conversation just now. Yes, but hey, hold on, my my earphones sound very screechy. How come? Or Is maybe, it because uh, okay. Is it better? Wait, let me adjust my volume, okay? You are number one. I'm Is it better? One. Better, better, better. Louder, better. louder, louder. Bit more? A bit more. Okay. Okay, so this episode is just going to be us <laughs> calibrating, <laughs> calibrating the, the levels, right? Okay, how does this sound? You okay. sound the same. It's I just, sound the same. It's just no, the my volume. Earphones. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, it's just the volume. Okay. Everyone has the we're same done. thing. We're done, yeah? Yeah, no, so why we said Lai Jia Liang is because we were talking about how Lito is going to end up being a lie. Without the toe. Yes, so guys. <laughs> uh, oh, what, do you, what do you think? So we were talking about the fate of the podcast. Still, you know, still. still. After one month, we're still talking about you it. You know why? Because we take it seriously. We right? take it seriously. And it's not like, oh, we come and then we just record. No, we have fucking 10 pages. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. And it's- if it's not a real thing, then we don't have to think so much. Yes. But because we're doing this seriously, so yeah. we have to also think seriously about how to continue, whether to continue. Yes, and we have to think about our Xiao mouse. <laughs> I threw Dan a curveball and mm. asked him, what if... Toe stops doing the <laughs> yes. podcast. Yes. Will, the, will the show become a lie? Yes, it's just a lie. Then I say, oh, lie. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the whole yeah, the story behind why I said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it, we had a quite an intense discussion before um, we pressed record. And then it became a whole... Coaching session. Coaching session. <laughs> we should have recorded it. Um, but yeah, we will share more in a future episode. Yeah. Because today we have a lot to share. We have a lot to share. Oh, is it because you are fearing the party? Uh? The party? What yeah. do you mean? You know the big party? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't like parties. Is that what's causing you to have a visceral reaction I, to the fact that if one day we get so big, we have to constantly do we parties? We have to be like TED Talk. Then you it's know? not even like 80 people. It's 100, it's 200, 300 yeah, people. Yeah, maybe... 
Yeah, I because I know you have a reaction to it that day. You were saying like, oh, the the uh, introvert in you is like freaking out already. Yeah, like, like, how come, like 67 people, people say, eh, yeah, 67. And I had to stop. I had to like stop the, the invitation. Oh, what do you mean? Like I didn't continue stop? to ask people already. That's it. You know what I mean? Already got 67. We didn't even ask our friends, our family members and Facebook. That was just an informal check, right? IG. Yeah. Like, we haven't even announced on the show yet. Yeah, and I was a bit like, oh my God. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of people. Correct. And so I think you're, you gonna I think you're tripping up because of that. Mm. All these things that are making you feel a bit uncomfortable and then you think that, oh, if I continue to do this, it things are going to start changing. Yeah, you know? like I always have this, Fear. this desire to keep things very small. small hidden, hidden. Underdog mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Safe. Low profile. Correct. I don't want to stand out too much. Yes. You know, even when I was doing my radio show, mm-hmm. I mean radio, right? It's like national radio. Right. But I felt so like hidden yeah. on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Maybe a few Xiao Mao's listening. You have a preference for something that's more intimate and cozy. Yeah. Even when we were small. discussing the party, I told you. Yeah. Let's you keep it co- small. Cozy. Then we can talk to people. Mm. Like I just feel differently if we had like a hundred people watching us mm. and then we have to stand in front mm. and then we have to talk. Mm. Rather than if it's just a gathering, mm. like 10, 20 people. I think that's totally like awesome. Mm. Yeah. So I have a little bit I attach a little bit of negativity yes. to that thing. Yes. Yeah. And I think this is a very uh, fertile ground for today's topic because we're talking about emotional trauma, <laughs> fragmentation, and then we're going to go into integration. Uh, so I think there might be a little bit of that happening in your life. I don't life. know where my trauma came from. Do you know I was... Actually, I was Students' Council President <laughs> in secondary school. Yes. And I gave speeches yes. to thousands of people. That's why we're going to talk fine. about... Yeah, we're going to talk about fragmentation and split personalities. So I, have, I have a split personality. You have many, many split personalities. I have many split personalities. Not just one split personality. And Xiao Mao Men, today's class uh, is going to be... Okay, so you know, this is the 50th episode. Oh my God! Yes! <laughs> 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 Sorry. So creepy, yeah, we did 50 yeah, episodes. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I got to find okay, the right... Okay. Uh, yes. Okay, so first of all, before we go on, mm. we should be very proud of ourselves. Yes, 50. Hey, what a year, right? What a year. I mean, like, we started off, it was just like casual, mm-hmm. and then it became Lito <laughs> Podcast. Then it became... So famous. <laughs> famous, nah. And then, then we got nominated. So, got nominated, so hey, scary. you scared, nah. You scared later, on the 3rd of November, we win the best podcast, huh? Then I'll then- be very scared, <laughs> lor. I'll be like, oh shit, we won an award. <laughs> Even more famous, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then we got so busy, but we somehow still kept it up. Mm, it was a great year, man. To do. It was a great year. Yeah. But whether we want to repeat it or not is a whole new conversation, yeah. right? Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I feel like we need to have a, another episode just to talk about, yes. you know, like how we plan to move forward. Mm. Yeah, we might even want to change things up. Yes, we will. We will, not mind. We'll we will. reveal in the next episode. <laughs> but yeah, but we, we got to congratulate ourselves yes. and give ourselves a pat on the we shoulder. We have to celebrate our achievement. So yeah. thank you for being with us and spending so much time with us for the past 50 episodes. Yeah, I think we've got really... I mean, we would have continued nevertheless, but the love grams, the, the letters that people send to us mm-hmm. is really like the, the fuel. Long. Mm. And the people that I have been meeting, I'm actually meeting Xiao Mao's IRL now, like in real life. IRL. Yes. Yeah. Not IRC. Yeah. <laughs> it's IRL now. Like, mm. And I think that our podcast has become this magnet and also a filtration system. Mm-hmm. So it's like we attract and then we filter and the people we meet, wow, checks all the boxes one. Right. They're so the attract good all people. the 
the Dan's and Rebecca's. Yes, the Xiao Mao's. You must be so proud <laughs> if you are a Xiao Mao. It means you are like rebel at heart, mm-hmm. you know, and you are people who are like awakened or awakening Xiao Mao's. Want to be awakened. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so thank you for being with us. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Actually, it hasn't been difficult. It hasn't been easy also. No, it's a big commitment, right? Mm. And consistency was my core desire for the year. And I think I totally and achieved it. I nailed it, man. <laughs> yeah, I hit it out of the ballpark. Wow, me yes. too. <laughs> yes, we did it, right? And thank you so much for showing up consistently mm. despite your a lot of travel, a lot of work. You know, you still yeah, always crazy show that. up. This year was crazy. Mm. I mean, not that it's a bad thing, right? But mm-hmm. I feel like I learned a lot also. Mm. I, I feel that I need to learn to manage my time better mm-hmm. and my commitments also. And energy. And my energy. Yes, because you it's know? limited. Ma, this don't see. Yeah, yeah, I cannot also overestimate myself. You don't overextend yourself. Yeah, it's yes. terrible. I hate it yeah and then yeah. end up i just don't feel good. you you one of the split personality if it has a face or a shape it's a sloth right that's one of the personalities mm. and i think it's taken a back seat for the past half a year yeah so i feel this yes um, negative Angst. it's coming out anger right Correct. it's, it's bit, coming out yes it's a bit of anger like what the yes you know like i that was my intention because the sloth has been sitting in the back seat for long enough now it wants to break out already yeah it like, wants to, yes. like stop infringing on my time you know correct. all these things correct yeah there's a bit of so there's a bit of ne- nervous energy around the sloth mm. personality so i think this is a great <laughs> chance for us to dig deeper and okay so um um i want to give um a disclaimer okay so today's a topic is emotional trauma, fragmentation, integration. It is higher level stuff, mm. right? And <laughs> the reason why I wanted to do this is because um, I thought that we are coming to the end of the podcast. I want to leave you, Xiao Mouse, with a really, really powerful tool and to kind of bring it home because we're only three Right, actually, two years. Because the last will be reminiscing. Yeah. <laughs> right, will be just reminiscing, right? And like you know, self-caressing and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll touch them, then they'll touch me. <laughs> then we will just hug each other, right? Throughout the whole episode. No, mm. so since the last I was like, what can we do that is like heavyweight, mm-hmm. but not like as in it weighs heavy on you, but really like meaty, solid stuff. We can leave you with, and you can use the tool. And In case we yourself. don't come back, is it? Yeah, that's it. Like, <laughs> like give them a proper gift, la, Like a goodbye gift. Okay. So this one will be the final. Master class, I feel. The next one, maybe a mini class, lah, but this one is really a master class, deep dive. It's gonna be complex and complicated, some of the um concepts that I'll be sharing. Mm-hmm. So if you are a brand new listener, um this might not be the best episode for you to tune in. You okay. might want to go all the way back and then you build up because our concepts have been stacking. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you are uh, kind of like a seasoned Xiao Mao, mm. um you will enjoy mm. this episode because we are going deeper. So to Today, we're talking about um, emotional trauma, yes. fragmentation, and, and integration. integration. So it sounds like maths, right? Uh. Like fragmentation, integration, or yeah. differentiation, right? Yeah. No, it's not mathematical. We're talking about the emotional body today. Okay. And that's where a lot of us are suffering. Mm. And I think this mm. is going to be good. Okay, so okay. are you um, ready? Ready. Ready, yeah? Uh? Let's go. Okay, so I want to explain, like, before we ever have any trauma or experience any trauma in our life, what are we? A baby. <laughs> Put a pin on that. <laughs> Sometimes you can have trauma in your body, even in the fetus state. Okay. So even when you're birthing through the channel, right? And you this can is already the be, stuff. You can already be traumatized. Mm, I get it. Or you can be traumatized while your mom is carrying you in her tummy. Totally. So As it can actually happen even before you are born. This is how woo-woo. Today's class is going to be very woo-woo, huh? Yes. <laughs> 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 
So it could even be a past life thing. It could it? be imprints or blueprints. From a previous existence. Exactly. It could be latent blueprints and things like that. Uh. Okay. So sometimes we don't understand why we are made certain ways. Right. Because mm. also hidden way back. We don't even remember an mm. episode. Right. Yeah. So before we experience any trauma, we are whole. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we experience ourselves as an integrated state. Okay. And we experience okay. wholeness within ourselves. This is your belief. Yes. Okay. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. my belief. Okay. We will go into the consciousness of the universe later also. So you see how it all ties up. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is my understanding. After really reading a lot, learning a lot and checking in with my own experience, this is what. But it's, it's got nothing to do with you have to believe what I say. Correct. Because okay? it's not science, right? It's not science. You're not going to be able to prove it. Correct. And this is not religion or whatever this mm. is just a philosophy and what i've distilled and my understanding of the world okay. and the universe okay and you compare like you compare to yourself and you see whether it's true or not mm. so you just have to bring an open heart into this episode now emotional scars right when we are hurt or traumatized okay i'm gonna ask you physically when you get hurt when you cut yourself you fall down you get into an accident you hit your head what happens to the body Injured long. Injured, right? There'll mm. be an injury and there will be like a wound. Yep. Right? So there might be bleeding. Mm. Right? Okay, after that, what happens? Then How does the body, does the body repair itself? The body itself? starts to heal itself. Yeah, it starts to heal itself, mm. right? And then... It uses its inner resources. Yes, then. it will heal itself. But when you heal, what do you see? When there is a scar, yes, mm. there is a scar, right? Yeah. And that's how the body heals itself. It yeah. leaves something behind. There is mm, a scar, mm, mm, right? Mm. And it almost builds like a layer of something to on protect top, yeah. on top of. So that place where it has been hurt or injured will never look the same mm. again. Mm-hmm. And it has this protective scar over it. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's even bigger, you know, and it like pops out yeah. kind of thing. So that's the physical body. Now, when it comes to our emotional body, when we are scarred, the same thing happens. Mm. When we are traumatized and hurt, we have an emotional scar. So the way we heal is that we create this scar over the place that we were wounded, that is tender, that is raw, that is bleeding, and then we heal. But the result of it is the scar stays there mm-hmm. and it leaves this layer of something in order to protect us. Okay. And the emotional body has changed mm. as a result of that scar. Oh, okay. So that's why sometimes after we've been hurt, we behave in a different way already. Right, right. Like you might have trust issues if mm. a dear friend or your husband or wife has betrayed mm. you or lied to you. Okay. And then you become less trusting. Mm. So that less trusting mechanism is triggered by the emotional scar that was left behind after the traumatic experience. Mm. Understand what's happening? Yeah. Okay. okay. So physical body, emotional body is the same. Mm. It's just that emotional body, we cannot see the scar, but it happens. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. So this is the 101. Uh. Okay. Now what actually happens mm. when there's trauma? How do you feel? How do you feel? Your body reacts to it. No? Mm. Mm. And would you say that um, it's a positive or negative? Negative. Mm. And it causes distress, right? Yeah. Okay. And what is so different with this distress that the trauma has caused? It is usually not resolved because mm. it's so strong. Right. Right. And it's just almost like you feel it. It's so strong. Now, when I use the word trauma, right, I don't want you guys to think about the big kind, you know, which is like rape, war, Mm. death, not that kind. Trauma. I mean, it could be that kind. Yeah, it could be that kind. But there are other kinds of trauma also. We are talking about all kinds of trauma, right? So it could be people saying very hurtful things to you Mm. when you were young, right? Or being beaten when you were a kid. You have abusive parents, right? Or... Being in a car accident, like a physical accident, right? 
it causes trauma. Or when you were young, you lost a very dear friend and you didn't know mm. how to make sense of it. So the thing about trauma is that I guess that main thing is that it leaves its imprint on you. Yes, and, and it's you, not resolved. It remembers it. Yes, it is distress that isn't resolved. Mm. So it's trauma. So it's still in your body. And it will be there. It will be there. Until the day. It's imprinted. And yeah. we have to resolve, right? Mm. Yeah. So when trauma isn't resolved or integrated when we were young, when it happens, we what do we do? We tend to disassociate from it because right. it's so scary, mm. because it's so so painful. Right, and what happens when we disassociate from that? Okay, I will worry. Yeah, our consciousness splits like a river. Mm-hmm. So you know a river, right? You have this main river, right? Then sometimes it will meander, it will fork, mm-hmm. it will go into smaller rivers, and the smaller rivers will fork into smaller rivers. It's most like veins uh, on a, a leaf, right? It's like yep. a main artery, and it forks, right? So our consciousness splits the same way as well. Every time it's traumatized, it splits, it splits, mm. it splits, right? We do this as a form of self-preservation. Okay. Okay. When our consciousness splits, we fragment our ego and our personality splits. So how does that help you to feel better? Yeah, I'll unpack okay. that. Okay? Okay. okay, so you stay with me, stay with me. Huh? Okay. So all these split personalities that we have, they are conjoined into one physical body, which is us. Mm-hmm. So even though we fragment and we split, it's still us. Mm-hmm. Everything that's split is still held together in a body. It's just like the river, even when it fragments and it splits into smaller and smaller rivers, it's still that one river. Mm-hmm. It's powered by that one river, right? Now, stay with me. Huh? Mm. Each of these personalities that split has its own identity, desires, needs, perspectives, fears, and triggers. Okay. So it's like mini Rebecca's, uh-huh. mini dance. Every personality is you. Uh-huh. It's just a different side of you. Right. And every different side of you has its own needs and wants and triggers and fears and desires. So can I ask a question? Mm. I don't know whether it's too early. Does it mean that when you have all these split personalities, it means that you're not in a healthy emotional state? Yes. I'm coming to that. Yes. Okay. Great question. Okay. So all these split personalities that we have, right? Okay. Here's another level. Huh? Every single personality that is split has an opposite side. Wow. A direct opposite personality. So this is where we answer why does this happen, right? Okay. It's because during trauma, there is a split between the vulnerable self and the self that copes with the vulnerability mm. so as to survive and self-preserve. Wow. That's why it splits. Right. Because when you have hurt or damage done, immediately your personality is trying to defend itself. Mm. It immediately splits because there's one bit of you that needs to be defended Mm-mm-mm. and the other bit that defends the, the one that needs to be defended. So it splits into two. What happens if you don't defend yourself against this trauma? Then it won't be trauma. Oh. It won't be trauma like, if you don't Because you don't yourself. even need to Because you let it, what? Oh. Right? It's so, because oh, when you want oh. to protect. So the split personality is the one that is doing the defending. Yes. Uh-huh. No, it's, it splits That's, into two. There are two sides. There is the defending, the defender, and the defendant. So is the defending that causes the trauma to be not resolved? Because yes. if you do not defend, if you just face it, it will be resolved? Yes. Okay, let me continue. Huh? Very, very good. You are asking all the right questions. So I'm not interrupting you. Huh? No, 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 no. You're not. You're not. It's really <laughs> the next thing that I'm going to talk about. So 
Understand that all this splitting means that we have multiple personalities within us. Mm. The question is, we all have split personalities. Huh? It's not like Dan has no split personality. I also have. I also have to do this fucking work myself, right? The question is, to what degree? Mm. Okay? So, this is very important. Huh? Listen carefully, Xiao Mouse. The degree of our internal suffering is a direct result of the degree of harmony or the lack of harmony between these internal selves. <laughs> I'm uh-huh. going to repeat. Huh? The degree of our internal pain and suffering okay. that we feel is a direct result of the degree of harmony or the lack of harmony between all these split selves. Mm. Okay. Okay, another question. <laughs> so by harmony, do yes. you mean that they have all these split selves come back to form one or they are still around? That's what we call integration. So they have to come back. You have to, to come, come back, back to whole. In order to be whole. Yes. So that's why I'm not explaining what happens when you have trauma is the fragmentation. The mm. splitting is the fragmentation. Then we will talk about how do you become whole again in a fragmented state is mm. through the process of integration. That's why we then talk about integration later. Okay. 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 So now we're still with trauma and the fragmenting, right? Okay. Now, what happens is when we split the personality, right? Something happens. We tend and always tend to identify with the protector aspect of the personality that has kept us safe. Okay. So that becomes the predominant personality. Oh. That my is the God. part that is protecting our vulnerability, and that's who oh we actually God. think our personality is. And that is the scar. <sighs> okay. I get it. Explosion, right? I get it. You get it now? Okay, I, yeah? I can think of my own example of, of my split personality doing that. Yes. I mean, yeah. Okay, I'm going to drive it home for you even further. Mm. This personality that has taken over is just one side of you. But we feel it is our entire personality and it is completely fake. Okay? Our personality is an amalgamation of all the personalities that have kept us safe in specific circumstances through our life. How do you know what's fake and what's real? The predominant one uh-huh. that you're acting out on, so your personality, that is the fake. Okay? Okay, what happens is that that takes over, right? The split personality takes over, right? What happens to the true selves, the other personality that is being protected, that is the vulnerable one? We reject and we suppress and we deny, we disown the parts of us that didn't keep us safe, that made us vulnerable, okay? And when that happens, uh, these sites can become totally subconscious. They retreat all the way down, okay? And they can even be totally unknown to us. Even if uh. it may be very obvious at times to the people outside of you. So are you saying that maybe we don't even know Yes. What our true self is. Yes. But that other people might be able to see. Can see why you behave certain way, why you're triggered in certain way, why you're overcompensating in certain way. Mm. But the way the, the reason why you're doing all those behavior, the actions that you take or the things that you avoid is driven by your personality that has split and is trying to protect you. Okay. Understand? Okay. Is it getting clearer I, now? It, yes. And I want to I'm very <laughs> interested to hear what you're going to say about integration. Ah, wait, wait. Be patient, ah, Xiao Mao. <laughs> okay. So, our external personality, the one that you see most expressed and when people experience you, right, that is different from the actual emotional body. Mm. Okay? That is just an armor. Okay. So, it's this armor. 
Mm-hmm. So a lot of the self-development work is about stripping away the ego, which is stripping away the armor. So it reveals the true you. So that's where all the self-development bit has to happen. And in order for you to do that, you have to go through all the split personalities and the fake shit and the trauma, the emotional trauma and the scars. So that's why what self- go through? You have to see them, lor. you cannot avoid. Mm. That is part of the integration process, which I'll come to later. Right. You will see how to actually integrate yourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, uh, still okay. Uh. Okay. <laughs> still following you. Still following. Uh. Mm. Okay, yes. Because I'll I put, tell you when I can offer. I put in a lot of effort into trying to make it understandable. Okay, next level already. Uh. Okay. Play with me. Uh. Fragmentation is a function of consciousness. Mm. Okay. Now, everything in the world has consciousness. Mm-hmm. Even the glass door there, mm-hmm. even the chair you're sitting on, even all the singular organs, every single organ in our body can be talked to as if it is an individual self. Mm. It has its own consciousness. Okay. Okay. So we can know it, we can feel it, we can feel its needs and it is actually part of a more harmonious, bigger whole. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. so all our organs is actually in our body, right? Mm-hmm. You can look at the heart as a heart, yeah, but it's also part of us. Uh-huh. So we have consciousness. The heart has a consciousness as well. Yeah. So just now, just like uh, I was watering my plants, I was talking to my plants on the balcony. <laughs> I was like, "Hello, Tim how is, are you? Yeah, Tim is going to be away for the next month, so I'll be the one taking over. I'll be watering you. How are you? Okay. So I water and I talk to the plants. My neighbor saw me and thought I was cuckoo. Just like. <laughs> Just like how I talk to Siri. Yeah, <laughs> right. Or, or we name our appliances at home. We, oh, we yeah. have names. I name my car. I talk to my car. I tank True. my car. They all have consciousness. They're just vibration. It's just energy particles, right? Particles. Okay. Yeah. So why do I say that everything has consciousness and everything is consciousness? Because the universe, or you want to call it God, mm-hmm. or Guan Yin Ma, okay, it is consciousness. Mm-hmm. And it is oneness. Yep. So all of us, Humans, animals, plants, stones, chairs, doors, we are all part of this one consciousness, which is the universe. So I God. am you? Yes. You are me? We are. We are together. We are one. Okay. Right? Everything is powered by two main forces, which Yogwen's book talked on, which is what? Love and fear. Two powerful emotions and forces, right? Love and fear. Yep. Now, when we want to make something whole, it is driven by? Love. When we fragment, it is driven by? Fear. Okay. If you want to take in something as part of yourself, even if it's somebody else's flaws, uh-huh. okay, that is an act of? What is that? Love? Yes. Okay. If you take something as part of yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah. Stay with me. Uh, this is really high level <laughs> shit. Okay. So it's a pulling towards yourself. So it's driven and pulled by love. Uh-huh. Okay. And what does this become? It becomes a part of you, right? Uh-huh. So there's an energetic movement towards one love. One love. <laughs> <laughs> one love. Blue, right? Blue. <laughs> See, my people in that song a little bit of that. Okay. Then the opposite of love is fear. Okay. That's when you push something away from yourself, right? Mm. Or when you push part of yourself away from yourself. Mm. When you don't take it as part of you, that is driven by? Fear. So self-hatred. Yes. Self-hatred, self-dislike. Yes. So it's a push and pull, yeah? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, uh, and this applies to your external environment and also internally in you. Mm-hmm. A push and a pull. Mm. So one is love. When it's pull, push is fear. Okay? Okay. So okay, yeah? Let me recap. Huh? If you look at a chair, a dog, a tree, a flower, a human, we are actually not separate. 
we are expressions, different expressions of the same energy. Okay. And energy is consciousness. Right. And consciousness is God, is Guan Yin Ma, is universe. Mm-hmm. Okay? So we are whole, right? We are one, right? Different expressions of the same energy. Now, when we say I, it's a fragmentation. Mm. We are fragments of a whole consciousness in the form of Rebecca, in the form of Dan, right? And sometimes the fragments, us, we forget that we're connected to the oneness. Yeah. This is why we have sleepwalking people. All the time. People who are not awakened. Mm. However, sometimes these fragments occasionally recognize each other. Ah. And we recognize that we are one and we are actually one. So when you're awakened and your consciousness starts to evolve, you will realize we're actually all connected mm-hmm. in a sea of consciousness, in a through the power of love. And like you say, the universe is powered by love and fear. Right? It came yep. because of love. All the beautiful moments that we feel connected, mm-hmm. driven by love. love, moments of love. Where does fear come from? Where does fear come it's, from? So fear, it's just like how they say, where is, what is light and dark, right? Oh. Lightness and dark, right? Hey, sorry, light and darkness. Mm. Actually, darkness doesn't exist, mm. right? It's the absence of light. Yes. So maybe fear doesn't exist. It's the absence of love. Yes. It's also fragmentation. This is all fragmentation. When the universe wants to know itself, decided the consciousness wants to know what it is, Mm -hmm. it has to know what it is not. Mm. So for it to everything to be driven by love, it can only understand the concept of love with a polarity. Right. It's contrast. It's just a whole idea concept of contrast. So fear... It's not a bad thing in itself. No, it is it, necessary. There's no good or bad about there it. Is no, it. There's no morality in it, just like anger, mm-hmm. just like hatred. There is no morality in it. It's just, it's, it's just an emotion or right. a feeling. Okay. Okay. What we make it mean and what it drives us to do is where the evil resides. Mm. Where we make it bad or good. Okay? Yeah. So, okay. Uh, so when the fragments recognize each other, they are drawn to each other and there's magnetism. And what do we call this? Love. When we're attracted to someone, love. <laughs> BGR. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's almost you want to come together, right? Mm-mm-mm. Like two people coming together is you're recognizing each other in whatever way. It's magnetic. It's an emotion. It's a feeling. Energetic. It's, it's energetic. energetic. So yeah. you feel it. Now you compare to with your own notes, like whatever I'm telling you. Like, okay. okay. Separation is an illusion. Okay. We're actually all connected. It's whether you can see it or you don't see it. You know or you don't know. Right? So why is love synonymous with God? Why is love synonymous with universe? Because there is nothing which is not the universe. Everything is the universe. So to love is to take something as part of oneself. Mm. And everything is a part of the universe. Okay. Right? So the universe takes itself and everything as one. Okay. So there is unity. Mm-hmm. Right? And when you have fear and negative emotions, what do you do? You push away, right? Mm. You cannot push away from something without making yourself feel lonely, without separating yourself. Mm. Yeah. Understand? Mm. So whenever we feel pain or hurt or damaged, separation is happening. That's the evidence, law, I feel. Mm-hmm. Because people are always asking, right? What's the proof? What's the proof that love is at the center of everything? Mm. Or fear is the root of all the evil? Mm -hmm. It's because when we feel the love, we feel our highest state. Yes. 
the expansion, right? Yeah, and we know it, right? Correct. Nobody need to tell you. And when you feel fear, you feel at your lowest state. Exactly. You just know it. That's exactly. the evidence. That's the, the emotions are our compasses, right? And the barometer in which we measure, right? It's yeah. what the universe has given us to make sense of our thoughts and what's yeah. happening, right? I feel like, yeah. yeah. So when you are suffering, you are feeling the pain from the separation from something. When you are happy, you are feeling unity with something, mm-hmm. right? Whatever you do, even an activity or you eat a food and you're feeling happy or whatever, it's because you're in unity with the experience. What if you feel happy alone? Yeah, then you are, <laughs> you are, you are at peace with, the, with yourself. Yes, right? There is, there's no separation. There's no pushing away. It's pulling right. oh, in. Oh, I don't want to be alone. Then yeah, it's pulling is... in, right? You're pulling yourself in and you're okay with yourself, right? Mm. So when you are in pain, ask yourself these questions. Which part of yourself are you trying to push away now? Mm. When you're resisting something, ask yourself, which part of you feels that it's inadequate? Which mm. part of you is causing grief? Mm. Is it doubts? Is it anger? Is it rage? Or is it disappointment? What is it that you are pushing away? But could there not be a legitimate reason why you're pushing something away? No. Like a toxic person. No, it's whether you are conscious of it member. or not. It's just whether you're conscious of it or not. There is always a reason. So when Which we do has this nothing kind of- to do with that person. Are you saying that? Like let's say you have a toxic family member mm. and you want to push that person away. Um, does it mean that it's because of some... Okay, there can be a correlation between um, the, the person that's causing you the grief, but there's a correlation, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not causation effect. Correlation is not causation. Causation is always your thoughts. Mm. So it's never about that toxic person. No. It's still about yourself. Your interpretation what you're of the experience. about that toxic person. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> huh? Okay. So you have to take in the part. Okay, so the, the, what is the antidote? The antidote is that you have to learn to take in the part of you which you are trying to push away closer to you. This is what we call radical self-love. Mm. It's radical. It's really counterintuitive, radical and difficult. The part that you're trying to push away, you have to learn to pull it in. Because the moment you push away is driven by fear, anger, hatred, everything that's negative, and you are suffering because it's separation. Wow. I'm going to repeat that again. So the thing that you want to push away... Is what you need to pull in the most. Okay. This is integration, yeah? Wow. Okay. okay. So when you bring fragmented parts within yourself closer, you are actually bringing unity within you internally. Mm-hmm. Okay? So the universe is a mirror of self, right? You like this concept, right? Yeah. Everything is a mirror and reflection, right? Of the inside world and the outside world, right? So when you do that, you will actually be in unity with the external world too mm-hmm. over time. Okay. So we cannot love an aspect of ourselves which we are pushing away. Mm. Okay. When we are not in the practice of love, we are constantly looking for differences in other people compared to ourselves. And when we do that, what are we doing? We are separating ourselves from everything and everyone else. Mm. So it's driven by fear. Yeah. It's pushing, it's not pulling. Yeah. So the antidote is you have to look for similarities. Like how are we the same? How are we all struggling with the same things? Right? Especially the parts that we're all pushing away. Mm. So the biggest barrier to love is inauthenticity. Okay, why do I say so? It's because when you are in a state of inauthenticity with yourself, you're not honest and you're not true to yourself, you are not offering the truth of yourself to someone else so that that someone else can take you in as part of themselves. Okay. Inauthenticity (laughs) means keeping yourself separate from yourself and others. I see. So when you are inauthentic with yourself, your true self is not showing. There's fragmentation within you. There's separation within you. You're pushing away some part of you, right? Now, you are not able to integrate other people. Yeah. So oh. internal world, the external world will mirror your internal world. 
So the external world will also not be able to love you for who you are. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. So so if you don't love yourself, other people cannot love you. Yes. Because you're not even presenting. And even when you are presenting a fake self and people love you, they are not loving you for who you are. It's still separation. <sighs> yeah. That's why inauthenticity is the biggest barrier to love. That's why you know Fan Xiaoxian, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, come, come, come. No, because they, what did she say? Because she was so famous, right? Mm. When she did all the Jian Kang Ke thing, right? Mm. And then she gave it all up for her indie career, right? Mm. And then they asked her after that, like, hey, why you choose to do something like that? Mm. Right? Why don't you just continue to earn the be, money? Be commercially and successful. And she said exactly what you said. She said, I would rather that they love the true me, the rebellious yes. and... And fewer people love the true Weird me. me. Yeah, like yes. even if nobody loves me, that's fine. But I don't I want love myself. millions of people to love the fake me. Yes. Yeah. So she's very woke law yeah. from that time law. Mm. Okay. So when you are inauthentic, you are not giving other people the opportunity to love you for who you really are. My God. <laughs> right? So, okay. I mean, yeah, okay, continue. <laughs> so recap, ma, recap. So we are a part of a source, but we're all fragments, right? And we are coming back from the state of disintegration. We have to learn to do that. Mm. Okay? And we have to. The only way is to love our way back to unity. You can't hit your way back No. To- you have to love. We have to love our way back to an integrated whole source. Oneness. Okay? When you are faced one with love. the... Yeah, one love. <laughs> when you are faced with the thing you hate or fear, ask yourself, how can I not love this? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right? Right. This is very counterintuitive. I know. I know it's a bit of a mindfuckery. I know. When you're faced with something you hate and fear, you don't ask yourself or you don't tell yourself why you hate this or why you love this or why you want to avoid this. You ask, how can I not love this? And I'm thinking of all the things that I fear. And I'm thinking, how the hell do I do that, right? Because, right, the truth of reality is oneness. Whether you hate or love something, it is a part of you mm. it's fragmented you know the split personalities it's still you even the part that you resist the most even if you hate it the truth is it is a part of you and you cannot not love something because it is a part of you so we have to practice the art of integration no matter how much discomfort it brings us the art of oneness the art of love they are all the same thing we have to take the parts that we're pushing away and instead, take them as part of ourselves. So this applies mm. to the fragmented bits within ourselves okay. and also the fragmented bits in our external world, the people that we want to push away. Oh my God, yeah. Mm-hmm. So my practice will mm-hmm. be, how do I pull the friend whom I've stopped being friend with, how do I pull her Is back that the into next my- stage in your I'm doing this. I'm evolution. doing this. I'm doing this. So that I, when I see whatever, I don't get triggered. Okay, does that mean you have to be physical friends with her? No, or it's a no, it's an emotional, emotional body. Thing. We are dealing with emotional body now. I see. So right? it doesn't mean you have to spend time with this person? No, no. Because you can be... It, proximity is not the thing. Uh. Emotional closeness and emotional uh, body has got nothing to do with proximity. It's a totally different plane. Mm. You can be so close right to next each other and you hate each other. Okay. It's got nothing to do with how close you feel to yeah. a person. Okay. Right? That's why I can love my enemy. Mm. You pull your enemy in. You don't push your enemy away. Okay. This is the work, man. It's tough, lah. It's tough, man. Okay? Understand? We're all <laughs> <laughs> Let me entertain them. 
Hey, tired already, right? Yeah, tired already, right? Listen to me yak non-stop, right? <laughs> so now is the time to stand up. Yes. Take a break. Yes. Stretch your limbs. Yes. Close your eyes. And close your eyes and breathe, okay? Breathe. Do this exercise with us, come on. In, out, <laughs> in, out. It sounds a bit dirty. <laughs> But it's very thought provoking, and. This is this is this is Mm. Okay, after a traumatic experience, right, we might find that we cannot stop relieving the trauma over and over again. Okay, but what's actually happening is every time we experience something that triggers us and makes us upset or brings up everything, it is a triggered memory. It's nothing new. We are not leaving anything new in our life. The emotions, everything is brought up from the triggered memory or something that's happened in the past. Mm-hmm. So we are experiencing a reflection of our childhood, something that has happened way in the past when the trauma was lodged. Mm. Right? Now, because our physical world mirrors our emotional states, we cannot be present with ourselves in the here and now if the past trauma continues to come up again and again and again. Mm, okay. We will always be living in the past. Mm. That's so there's why, another fragmentation. That's why the PTSD people, yeah. they are always yeah. stuck in the past. They Correct. cannot move out. They keep replaying the same thing over and over again. I see. So your internal right. world that's fragmented will mirror your external world and you will constantly be triggered. Everything will trigger you. Mm-mm-mm. So that's why we have to integrate and resolve that because otherwise right. we will be trigger happy. Right. Right? Now, you know the body, the emotional body, the spiritual body will want to heal itself just like when you have a wound, it will try to close, right? Okay. So when we have PTSD and our trauma keeps getting triggered again and again, what is it trying to do? It is actually a function of trying to heal ourselves. It's oh. the pain body telling you, we need to reintegrate, we need oh. to reintegrate. I'm I asking see. you to become whole again, my dear. If not, it will just remain hidden, right? Yes. That's why it's coming out. Yes. Okay, okay. Okay? So, for example, let's give a very simple example. If, let's say, you have been abandoned by your parents when you were young, like me, my dad, when I was 10 years old, right? Okay? I will very likely continue to manifest scenarios in my adult life where I feel abandoned. Mm. If I don't take care of the integration or I don't know how to heal or I don't know how to become whole again and I let that be my narrative, I let that be my story and I let it define my internal state, the external world will mirror that and I will continue to find people and get into relationships where I get abandoned because that is my narrative. Mm. Because that's what I think is true. I will always generate evidence to tell myself that my narrative is true. Oh Why are you crying? God. I feel like crying eh. <laughs> like, I totally get it. <laughs> right? You totally get it, right? Yeah. I must have hit something in you because it makes sense, right? It makes so much sense. And it's the relief. It's Sorry almost, I triggered your tears. No, it's... <laughs> yeah, it's almost like... It's almost like you went for a very good deep massage and the person hits that point and you go like relief. It's painful, but it's sweet relief, right? So for us to recover from that, right? Healing must occur, right? Mm. It has to occur on an emotional level and a feeling level, right? We must address these issues on a feeling and emotional level. And that's why the trauma keeps coming back because it's saying, I want to be whole again. Make me whole again. I'm fragmented. You know, take care of me. Don't push me away. Mm -hmm. Pull me in. Pull me in, right? It's screaming. And that's why we get triggered and we are traumatized over and over again and we are stuck in the past. So you see how this is a vicious loop if we don't know how to integrate. 
<laughs> I'm crying because the other day it just occurred to me, right? Like, why all my life, right, I felt like I wasn't good enough. And then I realised that, and like, I'm 33 this year, right? And after all the shit that my siblings went through, and they had their realisations, but only that, like, last week or something, they occurred to me, it was because of some things that my mom did. Mm. And it was like specific things that happened to me. And it just suddenly hit me like, that's why I never felt, yeah, good enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This yeah. is very similar to what you once shared with us in the previous episode. Yes. Right? And when it's she so went travelling, yeah, mm. it went so deep. And then it was it's not resolved because the dad passed away. Yeah. So that gaping wound mm. is there. And when she travelled, it triggered. Mm. Everything gets triggered, even travelling. Yeah. Right? It brought everything up. All these inadequacies and doubts. And I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough. She carries that burden. So she has to learn how to heal. And integration is going to be so good for all of you. Especially yeah. you, Becky. Mm. Right? I'm going to teach you. I'm going to oh, I'm gonna coach the hell out of you guys, man. <laughs> I'm going to save you guys. Okay. Okay. So now, let's move on to the next thing, okay? So I just talked about relieving traumas and triggers just to explain to you what is actually happening. So you must understand what's happening. Then we can know how to handle it and manage it. Mm. Now, be careful, Okay. Because we are traumatized and we have something negative, we want to get rid of, we always tell ourselves that we're broken and we want to fix. We want to fix something. Okay, I want mm. to caution you guys not to use that word. Never ever use mm. the word fix. Like my clients will come to me in a coaching session and I always say that they're broken in some way, they're fucked up in some way, they're they are sick in some way, right? I always say nothing is wrong with you. There is nothing that needs fixing. You are perfect the way you are. The experiences you are experiencing right now is perfect and there for a reason. There's nothing to be fixed. There is everything that we need to embrace. Right. Please, please drop the word fix. <laughs> okay. Right? Oh my God. Because if you are fixing something, it means you're pushing that bit away because it needs to be sorted out. Something is wrong. So there's still separation. Right. But if you're embracing the bits that you don't like, you are pulling in. And it is driven by the power of love. Okay, all these concepts are stacking. Huh? Okay, it makes sense now. Okay, so once you say you need to fix yourself on an emotional level, you are actually declaring your emotions as enemies. Mm. Okay, and this causes emotional trauma. And <laughs> emotional harm. trauma. Secondary. Okay? Yeah. So you guys need to be 100% present and embrace whatever the fuck the emotion is. Be fully aware and learn how to hold space, no matter how much it scares you, no matter how much discomfort it causes you, because this is the process of integration instead of a process of fixing. We are not fixing anything. Okay. We are integrating the parts that have been fragmented in us back. And it's always been there. It's always us. It is us. Mm. We have to learn to love the bits that we have been pushing away. Okay. Again, going back to the previous thing that I was talking about. The mm. bits that we're pushing away is the bit that we need to pull back the most. So this is where I teach you guys an exercise that you can do, okay? Whenever you feel an intense emotion, right? You need to spend 10, maybe 10 is a bit too long, then do 5, okay? Hours. <laughs> no, minutes, minutes. And not, not seconds, huh? Spend about 10 to 20 minutes to be completely by the emotion, what you're feeling right now, no matter how uncomfortable it is, mm. okay? And then when you breathe, this is breath work, okay? When you breathe, you shouldn't have any unnecessary pauses. So you breathe like that. It's a little bit faster, but don't hyperventilate. Okay. But you don't go ahead. 
there are gaps. Okay. Those are unnecessary pauses. Now, why is this important when you do this? You are breathing through the emotion and you are keeping your emotions and yourself present together with it. You are fusing your emotion with yourself. When there are unnecessary pauses between breaths, you break yourself from the consciousness. You're not holding it. Mm. So the trick is to continue to breathe. Don't forget to breathe. Huh? Breathe and continuously. Okay? The moment we forget to breathe continuously, we're no longer in the present. Our mind will have gone somewhere, right? And we go back in time. Instead of bringing time forward to where we are, we pull the trauma back in. Okay. We pull the emotion we're rejecting and avoiding back into us. Okay. Now observe the sensations, the feelings and emotions in your body. Breathe continuously and ventilate and air your emotions. Imagine yourself as this big container and you're holding all the negative emotions. They're just vibrations in your body. They're not causing you any harm. You can stay with it. It's mm. just a signal. Okay. okay. It's just a signal that something needs to be integrated. Okay. Now we learn how to be with it. And you may find the intensity increasing when you are watching it and holding space. Initially, right? Stay with the exercise. Breathe continuously. Hold space for it. The entire goal and purpose of this exercise is to be with your feelings. It is to be with yourself, the state that you are in right now. There's nothing to resist. As opposed to our usual way, which is just escape, run away, avoid, yeah. buffer, mm. right? No, we do it counterintuitive. Right? We lean into where we want to avoid. How does it feel in your body? Okay? If you would describe the feeling in a poem, how will you describe it? Uh-huh. What is that feeling? Anger. Right. Okay, don't tell me anger. How does it feel? If you so would just write, write something down. Yes, right? This anger that you're feeling right now, this feeling, write a poem about it. How mm. will you describe it? Right? And I want you to chant this mantra. Okay? Whatever you're resisting and you find it so difficult to hold space for, chant this mantra. I am completely with you now in this process. I'm completely with you now in this process. I'm completely with you now in this process. So it's very anchoring and you're holding space. Okay, so that's the exercise that you do wow, okay. whenever you have an intense emotion. This is basically a masterclass in how to feel an emotion. <laughs> Actually, this uh, bonus, uh, this isn't just for negative emotional states. Mm -hmm. We can use this for positive emotions also. It's just that positive, we have no problem. Oh. It's the negative ones that we reject. But Actually, if, some mm. people, I mean, sometimes you have positive emotions right? and mm. you, some people might be even afraid that yes. it will leave. Yes. You know, or we soon. take positive emotions for granted. Mm. When we're feeling happy, we don't sit with it. We yeah. don't go like... Oh, open up this container, and feel the bask, vibration, bask in it, soak in it, enjoy and, it. Yes, and send this energy, this vibration through every single cell in you. Yeah, we, we don't. don't uh, we don't. We don't. <laughs> this is next level shit, huh? Yeah. When you have nothing to do, uh, <laughs> you know, you do that. Okay, uh -huh. understand? So that is the exercise. Whenever you want to hold space for emotions, that's exactly what you do. Huh? The mantra is, I'm completely with you now in this process. You're holding space for your emotions, which is a part of you and the mm. state that you're in instead of rejecting. Mm. Okay, and when you do that, what are you doing? You're pulling in and it's an act of? Love. Yes. L-O-V. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's sinking into your bones now already, right? <laughs> okay, now. Wow. What else? Do I want to skip this? Why do you want to skip? Mm, this is next Can level Can you talk stuff. more about integration? Yes, because it's coming. Like, uh, it's coming. Let me see. Okay, like okay. Really practical steps people can take. Okay. So, 
I might want to talk about inner child work. Hello. Um, that's a tool. Okay, so now you understand the concept of trauma causing fragmentation in us, right? And the whole process of integration requires you to know how to hold space for whatever you're experiencing, which is to hold space for that emotion. So that was the exercise yeah. that I'm talking about. So there's another exercise. This is another higher level one. And I hope I will make sense. This Try us. Sometimes um, you can do it on yourself, but mm. sometimes that's why you need a coach and a facilitator. And we call this a completion process. Okay. And it's almost like, Becky, I don't think you can do this on your own because it's going to be quite emotional and intense. So I need to facilitate. Okay. Almost like facilitating a workshop. So oh. I need to hold the space for you together with you and walk you through the process. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the best way, uh, the best way to do this it, is for me to walk you through if you don't mind. Sure. Okay. Okay. Guinea pig. Uh. Yeah. So just the process so you know how it works. Okay. So y'all can listen. So I want you to visit that intense emotion Mm. or that trauma that you feel or that intense emotion that you feel what was it that few days ago just go back to that feeling yeah okay I want you to close your eyes okay okay I want you to take three deep breaths okay close your eyes oh okay do this whole thing close your eyes don't look at me ah. okay I want you to feel the emotion coming up okay okay I want you to name what is occurring within you? Does it have a name? What is this emotion? <laughs> I can't focus. <laughs> oh, you can't? Okay. Okay, do you want to do this or not? You want me to think back on yeah. what I said just now. Mm. Is it? Mm. With my mom? If we can't do this, you see, I cannot force you to do this because yeah. I think we need a space and time to actually do this work. So, um, if you're not ready, it's fine. Yeah, it's, okay. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. So, the whole idea is that when we do facilitation, I will need to um, get you to revisit the trauma and the, the emotion mm. that you're having problems with, right? And I will ask you, how do you feel? You have to name it. Okay. Okay. And then, so it could be abandonment. Mm. It could be, this trauma is of me being abandoned by my dad. Mm. Nobody loving me and I'm not lovable. Mm. That could be the trauma, right? So it could be, that's a narrative that you have. And something happened a couple of days ago that triggered everything up again. Mm. Something non-related. And it triggers those traumatic experience all over again. Or a feeling. Or sometimes there's no trigger, right? Sometimes just no, there's a trigger, or sometimes there's no cognitive understanding of what happened. Why are you feeling this way? Okay, I have to tell you why. It's because as kids, right, our cognitive development doesn't really uh, start to develop until we're eight years old. Mm-hmm, okay. So sometimes the trauma, if it's lodged before we're eight years old, right, it is only an emotional uh, trauma. It's got no cognitive okay. understanding so of what went on. <laughs> yes. So imagine, imagine yeah. if let's say you got traumatized when you're in the womb or you're traumatized at four years old or five years old, you have no recollection, you have no cognitive understanding of what happened. You also can't explain. You can't right? explain. But yeah. when something happens in your life, it triggers certain parts of you. It just triggers and you don't know why. This is what they call PTSD law. Anything unrelated, related. Sometimes there's an explanation. Sometimes there's no explanation. So you think that there is no trigger when you can't explain it, but there is always a trigger. Okay. It's just that it's subconscious. Mm. Okay. So then the next question is, if you are able to name, it. name what's occurring, the next question is, you have to ask yourself, when was the last time I experienced this same exact feeling? Mm. When was the last time? So it could be four years ago, five years ago. It could be just last month. Okay, then the next question is, when did I first experience this same feeling in my life? Second question was, when was last? Okay. The third question is, when was the first time I experienced this Mm. in my life? Mm. So you could go, so close your eyes, you have to search. You have to search your bank of memory, right? Mm. Sometimes you can, 
you can you will arrive at a particular incident. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you don't even know yeah. when. And you can't, I don't know when, right? So the trick is you have to stay with your emotional body. This is not intellectual cognitive work, okay? You cannot be looking for an answer. You have to allow your being to offer the answer. Mm. It's like a downstream, like a river washing something downstream to you. Mm. You let it come. You let mm. it surface, mm. right? You trust that there's an inner intelligence that will know what needs to be reintegrated. Mm. Right? When was the last time I experienced this exact feeling? When did I first experience this same feeling? Right? So we don't want to take our thinking minds into the emotion. Okay. And it is okay if we do not have an answer when we ask these questions. We are just being completely with it, getting to know it because we didn't know it. Mm. So knowing it will take time. Mm. It might not come naturally. It might not come immediately. Right? So we want the emotion to come up to meet the thinking mind if it wants to, mm. if it is ready. Right? Now, when a memory surfaces, when you ask those questions, like when was the earliest time you felt that way? If it surfaces and the memory was traumatic enough, you have to watch whether you are seeing the answer in your mind or in your heart as a first or a third person perspective. <laughs> What is this? What is this? What is this? <laughs> See, I told you I don't know whether I want to go into this now. This is right, next level shit. Okay. Uh-huh. So when you revisit that trauma and that memory, right, are you seeing it as first person? Are you experiencing it as a first person? That means you're in Are we it? usually not experiencing or, it as a first person? There will be really traumatic experiences where you are not in it and oh. you're watching it from a third person perspective. So you really disassociate yourself. Yes, it. because the memory was traumatic enough to separate the consciousness okay. as a first person perspective. Right. And this is what we call suppressed memory. Mm. It was so painful, we suppressed it. Mm. Like we had no, nothing to do. It didn't happen to me. It happened to somebody else. Right. So this you, is very telling. When your memory surfaces, when you ask those questions, you see what floats, what the river sends you, yeah. right? Yeah. You have to see what shape and form it is in. Is it in the first person perspective or third person perspective? Mm. Okay? okay. So just understand this is next level stuff. Mm. That's why you need a facilitator because I will ask you questions like this. Are you seeing this as yourself or are you seeing it as someone else? Are you observing it as a third party? So mm. we will know the level and severity of the trauma. Okay. okay. But all this is intel that we have to reintegrate ourselves. Okay. When you are able to sit with your emotions long enough and then you don't want to avoid it, mm-hmm. you will realize a shift in energy. Huh? You will go like, hey, actually after I lean into it for a while, I can hold space for it. I don't want to avoid it anymore. I actually can look at it. I'm curious enough. I don't want to run. Suddenly I don't want to run away anymore. I'm ready. I'm ready. Mm. It means you are ready to integrate. Mm. It means you are ready to alter the memory. Alter the memory. Yes, that is the key word. Alter the memory. It is to go back into the memory and make the child emotionally different. Oh my God. Okay, huh? Okay, this is inner child work for traumatic emotional memories. Okay. Whatever you need to do or say to the inner child, Mm. okay, to be present with the inner child in that emotional state. Okay. Mm. What will you do? Okay, so so what happens is when you're ready, you're still closing eyes, huh? Okay, so everything's surface, right? And you say like, I'm ready to integrate, okay? So you look at the child, that person, which is you, yeah. right? A little Rebecca, okay? When that trauma, traumatic experience happened, you lean in and you feel, what is it that this child needs right now? What do I need to say? What do I need to do? Do I need to pick the child up? Do I need to hug him and tell him it's okay? Like, to tell him or her that I understand, Right? 
what can I do for you? Can I hug you? Right? Can I hug you in my arms and we go under a blanket? Can I just be with you? Right? Mm. So you have to observe and be with and understand the emotion. Okay? The moment we run away from any of our feelings, we abandon ourselves. Yep. The moment we be with and we understand and we hold space, we are integrating with ourselves. Mm. Okay. Just the act of doing this will alter your memory. Really? <laughs> Just being ready to integrate and then the very act of observing and being with and leaning in to what was so painful, just being with it, sit with it. This is the gist of integration. Wow, okay. Right? Mm, it's pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So this is what we call inner child work. And sometimes we really need to have that facilitation. Um, you know, Corinne had uh, a client. I first learned about this because um, Corinne told me that she had a client and her client was very traumatized because... Um, he, he, the client's a, a, a guy, um, he had a daughter who loved scuba diving and um, the daughter, you know, kept wanting to go on scuba diving trips and the dad didn't think that that was a safe spot for her and the dad was very against her going to the diving trip but she insisted on going and the last thing that the dad said to the daughter is that oh. if you die, it's your business mm. and the, she, the, she died. She had an accident and she died. Right, okay. And he could never find yeah. a way to resolve this. And he yeah. was so traumatized and he was just guilt-ridden yeah. and he couldn't move on. And he was just devastated, right? Yeah. So he fragmented into many, many, many pieces. Like oh, he's okay. not whole. It's just, every bit is just fragmenting, fragmenting, right? But okay. He cannot be with himself, right? Mm. So that's why people will end up wanting to kill themselves because they're so fragmented. They have lost a sense oh, of yeah. identity. They can't live They can't. With, they don't yeah. even know who they are anymore, right? And there will be certain sides of you that will overtake the whole conversation and, and you become who you are not. You know, so it's quite scary. So Corinne had to do this integration process, which is the completion process. And what she did, she told me was um, she had to bring the client in and the client had to bring an artifact that belongs to the, um, the daughter. So it's like a little bear. And Corinne had to facilitate a conversation between the father and the daughter through the bear. <sighs> So that was an integration process happening. That is completion. Oh. Because that bit, that bear is a personification of the daughter. Oh my God. And that was the bit that he cannot reconcile. And it fragmented so far and he was pushing away. So even though he loved her so much, he was just pushing that bit because it terrifies him and it's just guilt-ridden. So the, like I said, the bits that we all push away, we have to learn to pull it back. Because that's the only way we can be whole again. And it is really love. It really is love. When you pull back, it scares you and it brings a lot of discomfort. But you have to learn to do that. And sometimes that's why I fucking believe in this work because you can't do it alone. You need someone who is very skilled to actually facilitate this and hold the space for you and for that to happen and to integrate the bits that scares you. Mm. And she did that. And this is what we call inner child work. We have to pull the bits that scares us back into us. <sighs> Let me see what else can I say. Okay, so so why did I say that when we're able to observe and hold space and be with the inner child that is broken, 
Why is it that it changes everything? Here's why. Because it changes the causation of the trauma on a root level. And when you alter the root, the branches that follows, like the river, it changes. It cascades the effect. And all the symptoms that you have been experiencing from the outside world, the external world, will start to change as well as your internal world and landscape changes. So the surface results will start to be different for you as well because you are literally changing the blueprint of your reality. Mm. So this is what I call altering the memory. Right. It is not to go in and change what has happened. It <laughs> I, is to, I thought that was what you meant. No, no. It is to go back and be with that memory and you alter the relationship and experience with that memory. And that is, you're changing the root causation of your trauma. It started there. You have to go back to that space. You can't change the surface in order to change how you feel. You always have to go to the causation, the root of the causation, which is why you have to revisit the bits that you've been pushing away. And sometimes this is difficult because you're not even conscious about it, which is why we have to walk you through yeah. what you're feeling. Mm. You know? Yeah. So I'm coming to the end. I want you guys to think about the infinity sign. Mm. The infinity sign is a beautiful sign. It's like a loop, loop thing, right? Yeah. That keeps happening on and off, on and off, right? Mm. Round and round and round, never ending. Okay, I want you guys to draw the infinity sign now. Okay. Okay, just draw so you know how it looks like. It's like a letter eight that is lying down and sleeping, okay? So I want you to draw a line in the middle where it touches, right? The middle of the number eight that is lying down. Okay. On the left, I want you to put 50. On the right, I want you to put 50. So the infinity sign shows the concept of what I've been teaching and sharing, which is life is 50-50. Okay. You have 50% good and you have 50% bad. And it is always looping. Now, next level, you will see that the infinity sign has got two sides, right? Yeah. The left side is your personality mm-hmm. and the line in the middle is the split. Right. And the other side is your other opposing personality. Okay. Okay. Now, I want you to kind of like the way it meets, I want you to draw a big dot. So that's you. Mm? Like oh, that, okay. In the middle. Okay, that's you, a big dot in the middle where, where the infinity loop meets. This is that point where you should exist. This is the point where we exist, right? Where we should exist. Yes. And this is where we look at both our personalities and we pull them in and we say, these two personalities are us. The vulnerable and the protector of the vulnerable. Integration. Yes. This is the point. When it's split, both sides are us. And we can only become whole at this point if we accept and allow both sides. Does this work take a lot of time, do you think? Yeah, it does. It's not an overnight thing. Like, no, I do this exercise to even get on. to it to even get to the point of facilitation, you need to be very practiced. Like you can understand this concept intellectually. Yeah. Uh, and you, for people to even know how to hold space for the emotions, they don't know how to fucking do that. Yeah. It, it might take years, two years to know how to words. be with. It's correct. just words. Correct. It's practice. Now, for someone like me, let's say if I need to do integration on myself or get someone to do integration and complete me, whatever trauma that I have to work with, right? If I'm so practiced as someone who knows how to handle and manage my emotional states, when I go into facilitation, I will see very good results. Like I'm very practiced at it. But it doesn't also doesn't mean that it will work on me every time. Mm. It, or it doesn't take effort. It takes a lot of effort. Okay. Right? He Kuang. Yeah. Xiao Mouse. Yeah. Okay. So the awareness sits on the center point, looking at both sides, okay. the conscious and the subconscious. Mm. Both sides are us. Mm-hmm. So this is integration. Mm. Okay. So I want to offer you guys, right? You know PTSD is 
post-traumatic stress disorder, right? You hear that very, very often, right? Yes. I've you come up with new. a term called <laughs> PTG. What do you think that is? I know. What? <laughs> post-traumatic growth. Yes! Mm. So I want you guys to replace... Okay, language plays a very powerful part of our experience because we like to put labels on things, right? So words, that's why we have neurolingual programming and things like that. We have to learn how to choose the right words. So instead of using fix, use embrace, right? Instead of using post-traumatic disorder to explain whatever the fuck you're feeling, mm -hmm. tell yourself that I'm having post-traumatic growth. <laughs> no, and I really believe in this one. Eh? Yes. Because like, you know, you look at all those people who have been through the worst shit, right? Mm. Those are the people who grow the most. Mm-hmm. People who went through cancer, who lost like, their loved ones, and yeah, I don't know, had their whole life ripped out under their feet. Mm. These are the people who have the opportunity to grow, lor, rather than, you know, like if you just have a very smooth going life mm -hmm. and you just don't have that chance to grow as much, I feel. Mm. So I always believe, like, yeah, like post traumatic growth. That's where you can have the quantum leaps. Correct. Yeah, if Correct. you make that an opportunity. Correct. Like if one day we have the chance. Mm then there'll be our chance to Correct. grow. Correct. Yeah. Correct. You see, it's the same thing, right? Like, for example, the trauma that keeps resurfacing is just a cry for help to say that I need integration. Mm. When there is trauma in your life or that you have a meltdown or whatever, right? It is your body telling you something needs to be changed. Mm -mm. Right? It's also a cry for help, but yeah. it might be a very aggressive symbol or signal, mm. right? From the universe, you know, through how you're feeling to say something has to change, right? So we have to allow ourselves to develop a deeper relationship with ourselves to become a new and better and stronger version of ourselves. So this is post-traumatic growth. growth. It can be a good thing if you allow it, if you embrace it. Okay. Huh? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. So um, I initially wanted to do the heart meditation, but no, I think I will skip no that. Need la, no yeah. need. No need. That it's, one is too much already. Yeah. Um, in summary, mm. I want to bring it home, right? Which is, even if everything you listen, you don't understand, ah, like book you, ah. Okay, in summary, I make it very simple. We have to learn to hold space for all our emotions. We have to learn to be with them. And when we do that, we are allowing what is, right? Mm. Going back to one of our episodes. And um, we are embracing instead of fixing, right? Your negative emotions are just messengers from your subconscious mind. They are begging you. They are inviting you. They are telling you. They are asking you to reintegrate with your emotional body, to be whole with yourself. So don't be scared. Lean into them. Listen to them. And then you will have PTG. Woo! <laughs> 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 okay. Why? Well, it made me cry. What do you think? Does it resonate? Um, does it make sense? I It resonated with me. La, and... Mm. Yeah, a lot as you were speaking, then I was trying to connect with my own trauma, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So like, I like one of the first questions when we began was you asked me, so this is what, this is, this is what uh, I believe to be true. This is what you, you believe. Yeah. Yes, this is what I believe. So yeah, this is what I believe. And again, I say, it's not what I say. It's maybe you listen and you see if it resonates with you. And if you dig deep enough, is it true? Yeah. So for me, this is what I've distilled through learning a lot and listening and trying to explain why I feel certain ways, why I behave certain ways, why certain things scares me, why I have trauma, why there's a part of me that seems split. Like I have this bit, but I also this bit. Why is it conflicting? Mm. It's conflicting because there's a subconscious you and there's a conscious you. 
Mm. And the conscious you, which is the more pro- predominant personality, is the bit that, that has tried to protect you all this while. So it became your stronger personality and right. it became the way you manage things and you handle things and you tackle things, right? And that's why there are people, right? You look at them, they have this big armor. They go out, they're so strong and everything. Mm. You know, they're overcompensating for something. But actually, if you look at the emotional body, if you can see their aura, it is a, a hurt little boy. Yeah, yeah. That's hiding in a corner. Yeah. So it's not a line, yeah? Donald Trump. Yeah. It's compensating <laughs> for something, right? So that's why yeah. it explains a lot. Okay. So this is my understanding and my in my experience and I'm just sharing with you guys. Mm. I hope it helps when you have strong emotions or you've been traumatized or you need something that well, brings you relief. I think we have all been traumatized in some ways. Mm-hmm. As long as we are born, mm. you know, we all have trauma mm. and we all need to heal and we all need therapy, mm. you know. Mm. Yeah. So Thank you. You're welcome. I hope this is helpful and I think it's quite timely. So, um, I, I we didn't do the facilitation bit, but you go back and you just sit with yourself, yeah. you know, and Maybe hold I space. Will. Yeah, revisit yeah. And, and search your memory bank. And it might it's not cognitive, huh? it's an emotional thing. So see what comes up. Mm. And it might not be a scene. It, it could be just a bubble or something, you know, a block. <laughs> sit with it. Okay. Okay, is this, is very, woo-woo. You know. this is very woo-woo <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm? Okay, okay, so um, time for our songs. Yes. Oh my god. So you're going to go first, right? I go first. You up. have a very nice song, right? I think our song, um, I think my song suits today's episode. It's mm-hmm. about self-compassion. It's by Sydney O'Connor. The title is Thank You for Hearing Me. Oh my god, this is actually perfect, right? right? It's like, thank you for holding space for mm. the cry, for help. Yeah, but thank, thank you, you for as hearing in me. thank yourself, yes. you know? And... It's just such a beautiful reminder, I guess. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect song. Thank you so much. Okay, mine, um, it's um, a Japanese instrumental track. So there's no language, no nothing. It's, it's just um, called Algernon Ni Hanatabawo. So um, I don't know if you know this story, Flowers for Algernon. Yes. It's one of my favorite. You read the book? Yeah, I read it when I was 14. Wow. And it's one of my favorite books, right? Mm. So Algernon, for those of you who don't know this story, it's heartbreaking. Uh, Algernon is actually a laboratory mouse and um, it has undergone surgery to increase his intelligence. Yeah. But then they used the same experiment on a human. Yes. And what followed was triumphant and then heartbreaking. Um, and this is the theme song for a drama series in Japan and they, they did the drama series using this story, okay. inspired by this story. And it's beautiful. It's an instrumental track. And why I like it is because I think that we all know that music is healing, right? Um, and also, I don't know if I've told you guys that I feel that the happiest place on earth is Tokyo Disney Sea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, for you lah. For me, for me. <laughs> it, it's a magical place. It's a very happy place for me. Um, and this track immediately brings me back to Tokyo Disney Sea. I, I don't know why, but it just conjures all that visuals and it's a happy place for me. And this is almost like a bittersweet track. It's, it feels very magical and it has a fairy tale ending. And I feel that it is a song and a track for our hearts. Mm. It's flowers, not for Algernon, but for our hearts, right? Oh, and this, okay. this track, I hope, is so magical, it will make your heart bloom. Wow. So it is that energy that I want to wrap this 
episode with. I know it's heavy, but I didn't say that you will feel heavy. It's heavyweight, it's meaty, it's quite complex. But at the end of the day, it's nothing to be fearful and frightful around. That's the energy that I want to leave you guys with. Mm. Uh, I want to leave you with an energy of um, elevation, jubilation, um, and opportunity and hope. Um, lots of white light for you. And I wish that we will all be whole again with ourselves. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. See you guys next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for hearing me. 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 Thank you for loving 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 me. Thank you for seeing.
Hey, you're still here. Hey guys, so, you know, we're coming to the end of the podcast. If you've finished listening to this episode, this is the third last episode, which means we have two more in the bag and we will be done. Uh, it's going to be a wrap. <laughs> so, we want to continue to keep in touch with you, our lovely Mouse, and please, if you haven't already, do follow us on Instagram. Our handle is Labs, and we do have our personal Instagram accounts as well. Rebecca can be found at Rebecca underscore To and then I can be found at Happy Danny Bunny. Also, if you have any creative project that you would like us to take a look at, even your business in terms of creative strategy, creative positioning, branding, brand photography, design, let us know. We would love to be involved and to be able to see if we can help you in any way. Check us out at Lytolabs labs.com you will see our showcase and some of the selected pieces of the works that we have done we do websites and brand identity and even more actually sorry i just have to tell you guys all these things because very scared we can't keep in contact anymore okay so we need to let you guys know how to reach us uh, finally if you're interested in working one-on-one with me in terms of personal coaching around any topic you know that you're struggling with please hit me up via dm on instagram or check me out at my website at jennybunny.co i also have a subsidiary website called how to feel better Co. I think when you read the copy on the website, you will immediately feel better. <laughs> you will feel this sense of comfort. So thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next week. Have a good week ahead. Namaste. Namaste.